The FIA keeps its clown show going. The gas man almost runs into a tractor. Nick with an eye scores a point. And oh yeah, Max won the championship. Let's jump the star. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Jump to Star Racing Podcast. My name is Wellington. I am here with the master of delays, Ruben. <laughs> wow. How are you doing today? What's going on, guys? Dude, before we started recording, man, Ruben just... Anyway. Yancy. Topic at the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yancy, right. I want to say that you can come to my house next week. Because that, that's what we were talking about. Can I be at 11? No, no. We'll Congratulations. <laughs> we'll do it for after. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, everybody. So, <laughs> we got to just start recording and not get into all these conversations. Anyway, guys, uh, at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure to follow us, uh, like our post comments, subscribe, retweet, all that stuff, all that beautiful stuff. Uh, make sure to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, uh, Jump to Start Racing Podcast. Uh, make sure to, again, at Jump to Start F1, Instagram, yep. and Twitter, follow, please. Anyway, okay, I got to ask one more thing. Ruben, how was your weekend? <laughs> Definitely too short. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so. <laughs> how was your weekend? Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm just chopped liver here? <laughs> you are. No, no, I'm not even, I don't even want to tell you. No, no, yes, you know no, what? No, no, I don't know. No, you didn't even ask me. You didn't even want to ask uh, me. I want to ask you now. Oh, it's okay. No, you know what? I, I've changed in the past. How, how was your weekend? How was your How was your weekend? How was yours? Um, it was too short. <laughs> well, look, the Giants won. We're five and one, four and one. The worst looking four and one team ever. Still four and one. Yep, we'll take Still that. I know. I know you'll take my that fantasy team one. I'm killing it. Definitely. Oh, really? I'm doing good, look man. I'm, I'm killing. Yeah. And your weekend was? Yeah. See, how was your weekend? Thank you. Okay. Yeah, after all that, yep. after all that, right? No, he's always not thinking what he's no, doing. No, I just, you know. I okay, the answer's left. I know that the only reason you're asking me is because I made you guys feel guilty about it. The answer's left. I know. Okay. No, you had a <laughs> uh, a ton of rum. Anyway, <laughs> guys, on today's episode, it's actually pretty packed. Uh, we got the the race weekend, which like I was. Said at the beginning, hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said at the beginning, the. Um, no, you said at the beginning. <laughs> so it's, it's an action-packed, uh, uh, it's a packed show today. We have a lot of content. There's, this race weekend had a lot uh, along with it as far as safety drama, championships being finally uh, awarded in a very confusing manner, the race itself being red flagged for hours with an S at the end. Uh, the Jeez. News, including Silly Season, and Honda is back, apparently. But I, we need to start with the big news of today, uh, the saga surrounding the cost cap. So the FIA has formally, formally announced that the 2021 cost cap... Let me read the direct. FIA announces 2021 cost cap breaches by two F1 teams. So... According to the FIA, who released their findings into a cost cap investigation on the Monday after the 2022 Japanese Grand Prix, Aston Martin are in a procedural breach. Okay. 
Red Bull have committed a procedural breach and a minor financial overspend, less than 5% of the cost cap, according to the FIA. Williams were found to have made a procedural breach in May of 2022 that the team then rectified in a timely, cooperative, and transparent manner. Go Williams, I guess. <laughs> yeah, see, what the heck is a procedural breach? Uh, Certain type of work, paperwork not being handed in. Maybe they didn't hand something in on time. Things like that. It's just like the procedures that you're supposed to do when you hand in these paperworks weren't completely followed. So they're missing and the cover page. Yeah, they're, they're basically still, or they're missing a, a line in the, the accounting statement. I don't know. It, it's, it's something like that, but it's not like at the end of the findings, they were found to overspend money, which is actually this is what the goal is. Make sure that the teams don't overspend. So it's obviously if you have some type of a procedure that's not followed, you should get penalized for that. But in the end, it's not a big deal because they didn't go over the cap. Red Bull did. Well, sure did. Yeah. well, we'll get to that. No, he mentioned it. Yeah. So the FIA statement, part of it, I feel like it's, it's just leading us into something. The FIA would also note that with respect to the first year of the application of the financial regulations, the intervention of the FIA cost cap administration has been limited to reviewing the submissions made by competitors and that no full formal investigations were launched. The FIA cost cap administration is currently determining the appropriate course of action to be taken under the financial regulations with respect to Aston Martin and Red Bull and further information will be communicated in compliance with the regulations. Oh, they said no full force investigations have been? No full formal investigations were launched yet because this is the first year of the whole thing that they just kind of took it as you guys submit your paperwork, we'll go through it, rather than launching an investigation during the time that, I guess, the season was happening. No, what? All right. What right. is the point? And I was, I was, I'm dying to say it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Because that's what I read from that. They were like, oh, well, it, what is it the was point? just practice this year. That's what I get from that. Well, I think this was released, you know, Monday morning after the race. We By have. the way, it was supposed to be released Wednesday, yeah, last, last Wednesday. Wednesday. But it's not; it's no use for that because they don't want to do nothing about it. So they released this Monday. We're not going to have another race until like another two weeks. They already started by saying that Red Bull made a minor breach. But the, but that was regardless of what it was breach. But that was the term used to describe minor breach, five percent or less, and but then they major breach. Overspent. Exactly. No, what I'm saying is, it, I think it, this is being brought out now. So when we get to Texas, it'll be all news. I don't. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to downplay it as much as possible. Absolutely. They're gonna. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. You know, we we're gonna keep talking about this, and it's because the the team, especially Mercedes, that took a loss, they're gonna be uproar about it. And you know what? You know what, <laughs> you Ruben? Know. Yes, they are trying to hide it under the bridge. Much, I mean, like water under the under, the, under yep. the rug. Much the same water way they were the trying, <laughs> trying to cover their f ups. Yep. During. The shit they did during the race. And we'll get to that later. Thank you. But, it, like, again, it's that, so frustrating. that phrase, there were no, what is it, no investigations launched. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Regulations that, okay. So, the FIA Costco has been limited to reviewing the submissions made by the competitors. Yes. And that no full formal investigations were launched what in the past tense. is the point? What they're saying is what I repeated to you, that. If you have a team that cl 
clearly breached. But they would the never cap. know that until after they after review the- this paperwork. That's where they're saying that it was the first year. We waited for everybody to submit their paperwork okay. so we could go through it and that there was no investigation launched throughout the season. But they did do an investigation already. No, 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 no. They just reviewed the paperwork. So, so there's going to be more coming out of this. According to Eric Van Haren, Dutch reporter, I can't read the Dutch, but I will translate the translation. Thank you, Google Translate. Yeah, multiple sources report that Red Bull has indeed exceeded the budget cap in 2021, but the sometimes circulating amounts of are nonsense. So this is a weird translation and also just understand what he's saying. Sometimes circulating amounts are nonsense. It would be about one to two million dollars, not in terms of car development, but due to costs such as catering and absenteeism due to illnesses. <laughs> so congratulations. You played you. yourself. <laughs> what the this hell? is now it makes sense why all the memes were out today. <laughs> what were the about memes? the catering. Yes. Like every, <laughs> I think it was like uh, Max Verstappen you know, handing out food to the to the staff. Like there was a whole bunch of them. It was hilarious. But to catering, really, bro. So now that they're saying that's that, what they're saying. They're saying that that guy is saying. You said you said last week that that five percent could equate up to seven million dollars. Well, if you, if the budget cap is one hundred forty three, ten percent is fourteen. Yeah. Five percent, seven and a half. Seven and a half million dollars. Seven and a half, seven two point two point five. You're not gonna overspend seven million dollars on catering, or can you? Well, they do have. I, well, they're not one of the things that have a Michelin star chef on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Aston Martin has a Michelin it's star. It's still a McLaren. good amount of money. Yeah. No, I say okay, but we have a Michelin star chef in our staff, so he's that alone is a million dollars. <laughs> I don't know. How do you know that? I don't know. The official well, statement because of linen industry. Because you have one in your yacht, right? Nah, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. The official statement from Red Bull: We note the findings by the FIA of minor spending overbreach, minor overspend breaches of the financial regulations with surprise and disappointment. Our 2021 submission was below the cost cap limit, so we need to carefully review the FIA's findings, as our belief remains that the relevant costs are under the 2021 cost cap. Despite the conjecture and positioning of others, there is, of course, a process under the regulations with the FIA which we will respectfully follow we, while we consider all the options available to us. Congratulations. Yeah. You played yourself. Sure. So essentially what they're laying the ground for, for is, yeah, we spent money on this, but we thought that it wasn't included within the cost cap. Yeah. So when, when your burger comes out, when Max's burger comes out on a new front wing. We didn't know we can have a Wagyu burger. Sorry. We'll just have Prime. That's what it. That's what this comes down to. I think it's just BS. Because so you submitted paperwork already, showing that you overspent. Well, now you're you're trying to it's showing that they spent, not that because to them, they sp- so- underspent. They spent within the cap on categories that they thought, but they spent. They this is this is what where they're leading into. They're spent in categories that weren't tied to. This is yeah, so, but this is so, so if easy those to those things around. are not within the you know included in the budget cap, why would you throw that in there? You have to submit all your paper, all your financials, all your financials. Gotcha. Okay. You have to submit all the financials, but the thing is that it's it's literally a loophole where no, knowing one that if that statement came out by the FIA, the FIA wasn't going to take things very too seriously anyways because it's the first year, so they're going to give you leeway on that. 
Second, you know that you can make a development in the car by spending a certain amount of money on the floor, especially because that is what's, what is, you know, the, that's what could be the rumor that they spent. They said, spent the money on the floor, which you can give them an advantage not only this year, but next year as well. Because the car is super quick. We know that. So you can say, oh, we didn't know we can spend on this. They're saying they're spending their money on this, but really they're spending their money on no. It's just like there's. It doesn't seem like there's enough forensic accounting going on <laughs> to know where this forensic money went. Accounting, catering, dude. I know a guy, Steve. Steve but this is what this accounting. is what. But this is what I'm talking about. This is like now we're looking. What what it could be is that they found a loophole, as we all know that. Many corporations hire lawyers and accountants to find loopholes in any any code, any tax code or financial code. Jeez, they still they got caught. My brain is and they can just brush it off as oh, it was the first year we didn't know. The I'm FIA, sorry, saying. that's what the FIA, yeah, but that but that, started saying already. But that's what the FIA is saying. Then they're a forcing body, and then they're gonna let Red Bull get away with that. No, I don't think they're going to let them get away. They're going to get a fine. The, yeah, I, yeah. But a fine. That's on. not what we want, though. That, it can be because it. it doesn't make it, because it won't make any difference so, as far as the competitive advantage. Now, if you want to lower their cap, if you want to take away points, or if you want to take away their development time in the in the, in the the CFD, that's okay. Those are, those are okay. But just to give them a fine so, for overspending doesn't make it. So sense. here are. Okay. So is that what the I other teams are going to do this year? Though? Dollars and they're going to find you seven million dollars. Is that what the other teams are going to do this year? Hey, Rebel got away with it. We could do it too. Yes, bing, that's bing. the that's why this has to have teeth. That's why you got to set the example from the beginning. Okay, so the procedural breaches, which can include late submissions, a failure to cooperate with the Coscap administration, or supplying inaccurate information, the rules state that a financial penalty will be given out. Right, that's the procedural breach. Mm-hmm. Williams, Aston Martin, enjoy. In terms of minor overspend, which is classified as being less than 5%, which is where Rebel are, uh, it's a financial penalty and or a minor sporting penalty. There are six options that it, that classify for like a minor sporting penalty. That is, you ready for this one? A public reprimand. Number one. Slapping Shame. 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 <laughs> 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 oh my god um, so that's one deduction of constructors championship points uh, deduction of drivers championship points suspension from one or more stages of a competition excluding the race limitations on aerodynamic or other testing or a reduction of the cost cap so we know for sure for 20 assuming that this is retroactive you know for sure they're not going to change the drivers standings the drivers championship standings mm-hmm. right but they they shouldn't. But that's the whole thing. It's like if this caused you, if this overspend cost Max Verstappen as close as that championship was to win the drivers' championship and stop Lewis Hamilton from winning his eighth world title, which be history in the making. Nobody's ever done this in the in the history of Formula One, mm-hmm. dude. That's a big deal. That's like history. Alterating, alterating, altering history. So, so this is why 
it, they can also go. You know, they were not. They're not going to go back that way because the championship ending was so close in points. They're not going to go the it point was, drivers. It was, the drivers. It was all, they're not going to go the points round. It, it was already controversial. <laughs> exactly. And you're going to make it even more, more controversial. controversial. Yes. yes. You get me? And listen, I, I and I don't, I don't want to say that Max Verstappen didn't. Deserved that championship last year because he drove lights out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was so close. I think it would have been better if this had happened last year and Max had won the championship the way he's winning the championship this year, then it wouldn't be an issue. But it was so close. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton was going to win that race. And if he won that race... He would have won his eighth world title. They're not gonna go back to him. They shouldn't. But this is. But this. This is. These are the repercussions if mm-hmm. you don't follow the rules. It's tough, and uh, FIA day by day loses more and more credibility. You know, at least in the public. Uh, FIFA. 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 So. <laughs> We saw, okay, we know the issues. There's a whole, it, it's very, the, the whole, I'm going to say procedure. I know procedural breach, but the whole procedure on the uh, the bargaining agreement that they could reach uh, to, to like, okay, yeah, whatever, we agree to the whole thing. Or, or then they go to like trial with like, it's so complicated. I don't even want to explain it because like, whatever, it'll just become clear as the time goes on. Uh, what do you guys think would be, and we touched on this. What would be a fair if they were to get punished? If Red Bull were to get punished for this whole issue and and, and the whole overspend, even though it was minor, whatever, like it's still overspend. What's what's an appropriate punishment? I think they should take it off of next year's budget. The money you overspend, obviously, because they cannot determine your breach at the end of the season, right there. It's going to take off a couple of months. And now we don't have that big of a break where a couple of months is already February, which is, you know, February, early March, which is a winter break. The season's ending now almost at the ending of, of November. Mm-hmm. So literally off, they're getting a month and a half, two months maybe, for them to go through all the papers and only enough time. So you do it the following year. So for this year, for us, would be now, you would do it on the 2023 budget. That's just whatever you overspend, you're taking it off that budget. You got to hit him where it hurts. Yeah, I, I think it also it depends on where they spent their it's just I'm sorry, it's just that. It just messed up that the solution for it so yeah far, after you know. after everything has happened yeah. and, and I think that and and that's, that's what we complain about just like as a microcosm like that's what we complain about in the, during the race where these stewards decisions or penalties are given after the race instead of during the race where it can you know affect the actual outcome of the race and we don't have to be waiting for um but it just again, I think it it really does depend on what they spent their money on. If they're gonna say it's catering, I mean that's a lot of money to overspend on catering. Um, if the money went to actually developing the car, which is that that is really, and that's where it went. That, yeah, that, I mean that's that's really the crux of this whole thing. It has to, the reason why you can't overspend is because you can't overdevelop the car more than any other team is allowed to. If it's that, then. Everything that you just mentioned, man. Forget a public reprimand because a public reprimand is 
what, big deal. It's gonna come out in the in the news and in, in, in the news anyway. So yeah. that's that's just as worse as a public reprimand from the FIA, which is looking less and less credible every day. So who cares if the FIA gives you a public re- reprimand? But limiting their their the development time in, in the in out of the wind tunnel or, More. or the CFD. Because remember, when, when you win, you already yeah. also you I, get less. I, I think that that's where it goes, right? Yeah. yeah, the agreement was that if you win, if whoever has yeah, the highest yeah. point gets less time. Yes, exactly. So even less, yeah. even more. Exactly. So Obviously, we're just going off of that. The person that cheated is the one on top. Correct. No, go ahead. So, um, that that one has a lot of teeth. The 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 reduction in the budget cap has a lot of teeth because obviously they can't spend more money mm-hmm. the, or the same amount of money as anybody else can. And I think your solution is all right. We'll reduce it by the same amount that you overspend for next year, which makes sense. And here's where it gets tricky. But I think if it's warranted, it should happen. It's taking away constructors and drivers' points. Because obviously, they're they're gonna have, especially if they won, if they won, or if they won the constructors or the drivers championship, it's because they overdeveloped or they spent more on development than any other team. You can assume that, especially if they win the championships. Which Red Bull did win the drivers' championship, but on a minor breach, we're saying like you know they went over less than five percent. It is a lot of money, but it's still less than five percent. Yeah, but I think if that's you go where, above five percent, is when you should get more harsh. Yeah, but I but like I think that. that's where you start. You start with the CFD, and you start with forget a fine. Are these no, no, no. Money. I think I think that there there is a fine that is appropriate, right? And yeah. what is that? I think for minor and for major, right? So, but what what, the, what, what I will suggest uh-huh. is that if it's me, if I'm the FIA governing body. So all the money that so teams when they win the constructors or whatever they make a prize money. So yeah. if if it's a minor overspend, boom, fifty percent of your prize money. Fucking that's the fine. Okay, that makes sense. If that's, it's that's even better. Yeah. If it's a major, zero. You get automatically zero dollars in the overspend. However, there are going to be teams that if I'm Williams, I don't I don't care. Like take take yeah, my so whatever, like yeah. ten million dollars. Whatever. I ain't getting it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole thing. It depends on where the money comes out of. Like, so right, you know what I'm saying. If you're gonna find the team, if you're gonna find a team, they're just gonna have okay. I have 15 million dollars in my savings account. Boom. But if I can't, but if you're gonna take 15 million dollars out of the prize money that I'm supposed to get, or the 15 million dollars out of out of my budget, that's where it will affect them. But if they have 10 million dollars lying around, which you know some of these teams have. Ferrari or Red Bull, right? Or Ten million in it. it, so it's on well, the order of like sixty-eight million. Well, that's fine, but they might have that in their savings account and still won't affect their budget for next year or their prize yeah. money. Yeah, and that's where that's where it would hit them hard. So another and thing you go, also- and you go from that starting scale up up to the point where you, I think, the worst would be the exclusion of the of uh, the exclusion from any any stage or the championship. Or that hit sponsors, yeah. Or taking taking the uh, taking the points off because then that would affect your your stat your your standing within you know well, your place within the standings. Yeah, and it would obviously hit the spot. It would hit you with sponsors, and on top of that, you're just gonna be excluded from any prize that you got. Yeah, so so you one. can drop from let's say fourth or fifth in the championship. If they take points away, you drop down uh, from fourth. Down to six, that limits your prize money as well. So there's a suggestion I was going to say right now. Why you said it's not favor, anyways. I was going to say maybe they could use the system the baseball uses as a luxury tax kind of thing that they have to pay. But it, this, 
any team will probably pay it anyways because yeah. they're going to get some well, sponsors to cover or whatever. The, the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox. Yeah, they're they're all pay. Okay. No, no, I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe the, then the most profitable teams are like, yeah, we don't care. We'll pay the luxury tax. Just We, we just want to win. So I, the luxury tax system for F1 would not work. Listen, but the system is in place. The, the problem that I have is that the system is in place and it doesn't seem like they're going to enforce it. That's the not issue the I have with Not to the team. They will, they will get enforced, but, but not they, to the team. But they have, I mean, and that's, uh, what, they're going to wait till next year to enforce it to the team? It just, yeah. Listen, I understand procedural, fine. But when they're talking about competitive advantage, dude, that's the whole point of this thing. Right. That's the whole point of this cost cap. No, the thing about, the, the, it also, remember, punishing somebody is that you're not going to know the overspend was done. Look at what happened now. Yeah. We're almost at the ending of the following season. Mm-hmm. This, this is coming too late. So maybe... Maybe you have to do it that the numbers must be in by a certain time. Obviously, that's what pretty much what, what Williams got a, a penalty because or whatever, a fine because they did not put it on time. Yeah. And then, but the FA must release it. I would say maybe before the before the summer break, which is like the, you know half of the year. And then when you do release it at summer break, we know and you hit you hit him right there right away on this year kind of stuff because you we still half a year. Like no no wait a minute, you were spent this year so now. For your second half of the year, you have this millions less or this million, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to make it as close as possible to the following year or the year you're on right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, right? Of course. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, so, so I, I mean, the next, I, I don't know. You, you want to do it in such a way that it hurts and people don't do it anymore, but then you also don't want to completely cripple the team i don't think that i don't know it's just so the 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 next closest example right would be the whole mclaren thing in 2007 so mclaren was fined 100 million dollars and stripped of their points in the constructors championship as a result of the formula one spy scandal Mm -hmm. i don't think that it's as serious yeah this is not that big as the spy scandal yeah so, like, Spice Candle was bad. Quote unquote, yeah. That was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe a hundred million dollars isn't isn't uh, isn't the answer, but like a substantial, like a twenty five million. Well, I don't well, have a multiplier on the, on the amount you were over times this much. That's that we we have to spread that to all the other teams. That's what that'll be your fine. You know, like, at the end of the day, I guess that. Do you guys want to talk about anything? For, so, like, is there anything else further to talk about with this whole thing before we? Put a button on it. I mean, the we. The, I don't think there's anything else to talk about because it's still. What I don't like about it is it's just it's not clear. Correct. And we don't know what's gonna happen, and when you don't have transparency, it means that rumors start flying around, um, speculation starts a whirling on the internet, and. And then we, it just doesn't make it seem like it's a, like this is what's going to happen. We're going to enforce this. It just makes it seem like somebody's gaming the system. And that's what's really frustrating about it. When we are, we were all really happy this was, ha- hap- this was going to happen because we want to see more competition. And that's not happening. So on a happy, for me, at least for me on a happy note coming out of the cap. It was the article that Motorsport did on with Total Wolf regarding the, the financial and stuff like that. Obviously, if you read the article, it shows of the, the cutbacks that had to go through and all the other stuff. But it shows that as a business, the cost cap made it more profitable. 
made them more yes. profitable mm-hmm. and Formula the, One. Yeah, the business general. itself. So I, I didn't take that as a happy thing. No, uh, I, I said it as a happy thing because obviously I'm a business guy. So when you talk about profit right away, bing, 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 I get, you know, little bells. And yeah. yeah, the teams are suffering, you know, because they have to, you know, it's, it's just messed up when you have to lay off people and also show a higher profit. But you were, you have, you're laying off people, which is always a bad situation mm-hmm. for any company to do. But you were forced because of the cost cap. But then at the end, when the numbers come out, you'll show a higher profit. Right. So as a total headcount, just to go back to what we just means was saying, that the teams are becoming more valuable. Yes. The Mercedes Grand Prix organization went from 1,063 employees or a headcount down to 1,004. So they lost 59 people. But before. Before the cost cap went into place, they also hired more people. They went up. The, and the went, year before. Yeah, the year before, they hired a bunch of other people and then they had to back down yeah. from there. It's crazy. So I think that I will say that I don't know what needs to happen, but something needs to happen. And this needs to be real rules that have real repercussions. Yes. Otherwise, you risk turning into baseball and massaging people's ears. Uh, as you guys saw, Joe Musgrave, Musgrave's... Uh, Ears being massaged over there by the umpire just to check <laughs> if he was. Imagine that. For the Padres and Mets fans out there. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, man. Okay. So, moving on. I'm a little upset that there was no Twilight Zone drop at all, but moving on. On the speculation. Yeah, silly season. <laughs> so, Daniel Ricardo confirms I won't be on the F1 grid in 2023. <laughs> oh my bad! Wow, <laughs> that, that was a late one too. <laughs> Ruben, tell us your thoughts, man. <laughs> no, no, it's just obviously this is a this guy will be missing in the grid, you know, because he he smiled, you know, he's he's happy demeanor that he always shows and stuff like that. It's just messed up that when we invite her because Yancy was away that week, so we invited Hector to take part of the yeah of the of the podcast that week. And no, Hector, no, no, I was away. And, you was away. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was away. And Hector was the yeah, one. Yeah. That doom Danny Ricardo, <laughs> you know, he he brought up Danny Ricardo as far as like how the numbers look and all that. So what he has Goes done to show you how much influence Hector has over the F one. Yes, uh, you know the yes. juju fear, yeah. the juju. <laughs> so yeah, it's just. Um, I hope he comes back. Just like you know, in the past, we hope for Ocon to come back and the other guys to come back. Where would he go? Uh, I mean, it's too early to talk. Yeah, it depends on who retires and like what happens. But okay, so. Sayonara, right? <laughs> You're worse than me. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> okay. We just finished the Japanese Grand Prix. That's by... Anyway. <laughs> Alpine confirms Gasly as Alonso's F1 replacement for 2023. Can't wait for that drama. Surprise? No, not a surprise. Uh, do you think that uh, Red Bull driver program restricted him in his ability to grow within that Alpha Tari seat? Um the only way he the only other way up for him would have been a seat at Red Bull. And they obviously gave him a chance for what half a season. And that clearly didn't work out because he wasn't ready. Um however the situation at Red Bull now is Anybody that Red Bull had put in that second seat besides Max Verstappen after Daniel Ricciardo left 
did not live up to the billing because they were either they weren't ready, too young, um, and they were honestly losing construct uh, losing out in the constructors championship because nobody was competent enough to drive that Red Bull at that moment. So, and this was something that we were all calling for when all of this was happening. Why isn't Red Bull looking outside their driver program for a solid veteran to put beside Max that doesn't necessarily have to beat Max, but come close to him and score the necessary points to win the Constructors' Championship or even fight with Max so Max can win the Drivers' Championship. And that is exactly what happened when they put Checo in because Checo was available. And now that they see the benefit of that, there's no point in, you know, having Checo out of that seat because he's doing the job that they want him to do. He's improving every year, even though he went through a bit of a slump this year, but now he's... Ever since I mentioned that he was doing horrible, he's been doing very well. So you're the key. <laughs> so I, I am. Major I'm, key. Yes. Um, why would you change that formula? So right now, Red Bull is set has a set driver lineup, which is winning them championships, literally. And there's nowhere else for any of the young drivers that are ready, or in this case, it's just Pierre Gasly, that are ready to move up to, to the next step. They got to let him go. Yeah, he was he was being hindered because now he's ready. He is the leader of that team. He's won a race there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell that he's already frustrated just by being there because he wants a new situation. And once you have a driver that's not satisfied, it's better to let him go than keep him. And I think he was willing to stay another year because there weren't any other seats. But when that Sierra Alpine opened up, there was hope for him to leave. And I think the best thing that Red Bull could have done is let him go. It's definitely a plus for him, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's more, um, he's going to a team that's looking for drivers to show themselves. Ocon does it every weekend, you could say, because the, the, way, the way he drives. Like mm-hmm. some of the weekends that Ocon has had, especially at the beginning of the year, when he was pretty much driving better than Alonso, even though Alonso was just having issues, you know? And, uh, Pierre Gasly, I think he's ready for the next step, just not with Red Bull. Because obviously he couldn't put up. Regardless of what we said, he was too young, he was not ready for it and stuff like that. He needed to go through that to be the Pierre Gasly that he is today, I think. Mm -hmm. Because he saw what it is to be at the number one team and say that he couldn't cope with the pressure because Alvin Alvin went the same thing as well. Alvin couldn't couldn't deal with the the magnitude of of things that being at the top team bring, Mm -hmm. you know, the, and it's not an easy car to drive. And, and also, Checo, obviously, besides experience, Checo was also a driver that was always there. As far as, now, not just with Red Bull, but with the teams that he was before. He was out driving the, the Force Indian when he was Force Indian because he was getting, you know, he was he was in the mix. Same thing when, when they turned into the Pink Panthers or whatever they were called before. He was also there because we could, you know, whatever, what, what solidified his his thing to show that, hey, I got what it takes, was the winning secure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's... Last of first. Really yeah. changed. So beyond that, like the... There was an article, I forget what publication, that uh, the Alpine 
Um, that that whole team, they really spent a lot of time last year and going through this summer, even though the engines are homologated, they worked a lot on their power unit mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that they are able to squeeze out the most performance that they can from their whole setup. And, I mean, it shows. I, I just went back to 2017. I just wanted to check. So Sergio <laughs> Perez did beat Esteban Ocon. I was yeah, like, he never, Ocon never beat him. Ocon never beat him. No, I know Ocon never beat him. It was close. He was on it. It was Yeah, it was no, no, close. But, but those, uh, the 13th point difference was those times that when they actually did collide because it was so close yeah. everywhere that Ocon got their worst part of the outcome yeah. of it. No, it was, it was close. <laughs> it wasn't close. Before. We go back to Singapore, he was out. I think yeah. also then the, the Rebel Ring, I think they collided as well. I don't know. It was very competitive. It was very competitive. So it's not like Ocon was a slouch during that time. No, no. It was very competitive. So, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's an up-and-coming team and Gasly is all the better for it. So yeah. so also the, the drama that I say that could bring for Pierre Gasly is that him is known that him and, and uh, Ocon don't get along. So that's, well, that's, yeah, that's something I learned last week. I didn't know. To, they're trying to downplay it now. Yeah, but last week they were focusing a lot on that. No, we'll see. I mean, uh, we know that when uh, when it comes to racing, things tend to <laughs> bubble up, <laughs> especially when they're close to each other. And Ocon's no slouch either. So. Right, and we've seen Ocon and Alonso be very close to each other. Yeah, well, these two will definitely track. understand each other because they're both French. So <laughs> <laughs> this, they can't well, say it's, they can't say it was oui, a language oui. barrier. No, yeah. <laughs> they oui. can't say. <laughs> <laughs> they can't say it was a language barrier. <laughs> so, and then to to that note, uh, DeVries lands full time F one drive with AlphaTauri for twenty twenty three. Talk about right place, right time, yes. right? Does he look that good? If it's not Monza, I don't think so, right? Because the Williams has for the last couple of years they've always not always they've done well in Monza despite being a bottom feeding car. Well, they got a Mercedes engine. So. It's got a Mercedes engine, which <laughs> nowadays doesn't mean that much, but. Well, it's got a lot of street. The Williams mm -hmm. has historically had, not historically, the last couple of years had good street line, line speed. speed. Yeah. Which there's a lot of that in Monza. So, but you still got to put the car in the place. And when your number two driver is Latifi, then I think he presses the brake and still the gas to go here's, fast. <laughs> here's what sucks about that is that it doesn't matter who you put next to Latifi, Latifi will always be the number two driver. <laughs> <laughs> or not put up. <laughs> You know, it is it is what it is, man. Like you no, I mean, have, kudos you know. to this kid. He he shows that race. He's coming to a a team that probably needs a new fire in it. So Nora didn't bring it. Gasly was already kind of like being wasted, and yeah. now we got the green there that he's hungry. Yeah, maybe hopefully he's been around. I mean, he's yeah. been in practice in freaking three teams. Yeah, yes. champion. He's, he's besides his talent. besides his driving talent. He but the teams that he's been pr uh, around have been. Mercedes, Mercedes power. power, yeah. Yep. So there was an interview on Channel 4 Sports I sent to you guys uh, last week, I think, that in which the, uh, DC is interviewing Total Wolf. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he does talk about was the whole transition from Valtteri Bottas to George Russell. Mm -hmm. He said that he already knew he wanted George Russell on the he team. Did, yeah, it was a podcast you right? Yeah, it was a YouTube video. And then he did not say anything mm -hmm. until Valtteri Public Bottas... Team. Had, had that seat at yeah, Alpha and everything. Yeah. He takes care of his guys, and that's one of those things where look. So this kid's not going to a, to you know to a, he a mess up. Well, area. he could have, but he would have had a seat. Yeah, yeah. He he was somebody that hovered around, just like Esteban Ocon, who hovered around, was in the paddock with Toto, 
team saw him, just like Esteban Ocon went to Alpine. Now he's with AlphaTauri. He's in a good situation. He was he wasn't always a Mercedes driver, right? He won F two, mm-hmm. had no place to go. Went to he we went to Formula, Formula e, e. There you go. But it was Total Wolf that picked him up in Formula E. No, he picked no. He wasn't even in Formula E before because remember the first he won F two. The next year was the year that Mercedes was entering into Formula E. And Mercedes picked him up and put him in that Formula E seat, and he won the championship. The first, I think it was, the first year. Yeah. That that that, yeah. that the Mercedes were there. That Mercedes were there. Was it Van Dorn? No, no Van Dorn was, was this year. Van Van Dorn won this year. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, but Total Wolf, as you said, takes care of his guys. I think anybody who's a driver right now, what what did I tell you guys? He's a Scott Boris, super agent Scott Boris, baseball agent. He's a Scott Boris of F1 right now. <laughs> because any of the drivers that he picks up, he takes care of his guys, but he gets some seats. Obviously, George Russell. Georgie. You got um, Esteban Ocon. Mm-hmm. Got him a seat even though he left for for one year. He took care of Valtteri Bottas, brought him up to the main team. He had, You know what? Valtteri Bottas got it, was a pretty decent, highly touted driver at Williams. But he did become a better driver, even though, I mean, I mean, we're comparing him to Lewis Hamilton, but he was a pretty decent driver for them. He was One, a good qualifier. Yeah, it was a good qualifier, and they were able to win the Constructors' Championship with because him of his after idea. Nico Rosberg left anyway. So, to continue the streak. To continue the streak. So, And we all know how, how important a second driver could be to a constructor. Look at what Red Bull is able to do with a... With a with a competent driver in that second seat. And Valtteri Bottas proved to be that. And he's he is a team leader at Alfa Romeo. And honestly has carried that team the first half of the year. To the point where they're now in, you know, they're in they're in sixth place solidly in the championship. So Toro Wolf has proven that he can and now he has a seat for Nick DeVries in Formula One within within Red Bull. So he has proven that not only does he take care of his drivers, but he but he also puts them in seat seats. It it also it looks like it's almost like a hundred percent success rate for Total Wolf so far. for putting his driver drivers in F- where they need to be. Seats. Yeah. He'll take care of them. But he has the pull. He has the political know how to do it. George Russell, super talented, right? Mm-hmm. Esteban Ocon, super talented, right? Mm-hmm. We can say that he's like we talked about the surprise of the season with how well he's been doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, Nick DeVries will be anything less than that? I don't think so. I think he's actually going to be very good. If you can come in, um, if you can come in to F1 in your first race, score points, and annihilate your teammate <laughs> who's been in F1 for two years now, I think he's going to be a viable driver. So follow me here. At some point, Someday in the future, Lewis Hamilton is retiring. Yes, sir. Now, Total Wolf is going to have those connections. Yo, Esteban, I need you in this Mercedes seat. Nick yeah. DeVries. I took care of you. Now I need you. I need you. So all of a sudden, these guys that are talented, beating their... Beating that will eventually also beat free agents because your contract expires. At some point, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know, so... Well, Esteban Ocon is beating Fernando Alonso. 
We anticipate that Nick DeVries is going to beat the overheated Brain. Yuki Sonoda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a situation in which by helping them, he's putting himself in a better position. Because if I'm, if I'm them, why would I... If I'm Nick DeVries, why, why am I staying with Red Bull? When, look at how they treated their other guys. Why yeah. am I... But it's an opportunity. Yeah. It's an F1 seat. Yeah. And I think, like as you said, I think he is going to do better than Sonoda just because... He seems like a driver that has a cool head, and you need that in F one. Don't overheat. Uh, don't overheat. I think I think he'll he'll also. He has shown that he's a competent driver, and honestly, the way he talks about racing, we've seen him in the in interviews the, in the inter, well, in the post race know, in the post race show. He knows a lot, and he's he's one of those drivers that not only has the skill to be quick, but has the know how how race works and how to handle himself during a race. So. I think okay. um, he'll have the butt of the car right. for sure. All right. And uh, just real quick, Han, last news uh, item. Honda strengthens F1 ties with Red Bull and AlphaTauri ahead of Japanese GP. Back like they never left, huh? Yeah. They got to make up their mind. They do. So what they're, <laughs> what they're saying is they'll be around through 2025 and there's potential that they'll stick around afterwards and through 2026 at beyond, etc. Because, you know, now that Porsche is out of the picture... But Porsche was only ever in the picture because Honda wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. I think it seems that since Porsche was out of the picture, I think Red Bull went back to Honda. Maybe you think? Yeah, and and try and you know made a made a case like the, like the prodigal son. They said, "Yo, yeah. y'all caused us like, to break dude, this." Cost we won cap. a championship. Um, Which is the we don't have thing, anybody else's suppliers, and we're winning. Why don't you just come and yeah. enjoy the limelight with us? Okay, and it's you're, true. You're leaving the sport as a champion. Then, Listen, right? a lot of people do that. No, I, have, I have. I retired after I won the Super Bowl. I have pointed <laughs> out that Honda, especially here in the U.S., will be running or is going to develop a hybrid engine for IndyCar. It's a big program. Gotcha. Why would they that, leave don't take that, that area knowledge when to, it's the same? When when you already have the knowledge of how it works, you developed it over the years since McLaren, and you're going to introduce that technology in. In the racing here in the in the states with IndyCar, why wouldn't you have your name with a championship winning team in F one? To stay on it. Yes. Have you seen that commercial, the Honda commercial, where they go through all their different racing segments? They go through like uh, IndyCar. They go. Yeah. Through, yeah. It's like a cool commercial. I'll send you guys a link. So, all that said, guys, I know we're running long. There was actually a race this weekend. There was. <laughs> There was. I'm waiting for you to hit the drum. Oh. Gentlemen, short view. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were laughing at. The king of delays, bro. You keep the lanes and press the damn button. No, no. <laughs> I was waiting for like, okay, what's he going to say next before I hit the button? The drop, dude. God. <laughs> All right. So, guys, a lot of. So, maybe it's not a great idea to have a race in Japan during monsoon season. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. <laughs> A lot of is, rain. Is that, is that the season it's for the monsoon season? Gotcha. Just okay. like it's no, hurricane season here. Yeah, but it's all, gotcha. like, no, isn't, no, that all, isn't that always the case? It is always the case. It is always the case. So did you guys know that the FIA is trying to, I'm sorry, Liberty Media wants mm-hmm. to push them to have the Japanese Grand Prix in April. Cherry blossoms are blooming. <laughs> Obviously, it's away from typhoon or monsoon season. Mm-hmm. So it would be a safer. It would be like in April, yeah. I, and you're on that side of the world anyway with Australia, China. And Why not? Go straight to Japan. Anyway. That's for another time. Qualifying. 
rainy, wet. Did you guys see, what did you guys think of the whole Max and Norris almost crash? Dude, that could have been ugly. During qualifying. Good. What was it? It was Q2, I think, in which... Q3. Q3, in which uh, they were both doing outlaps. So it wasn't an official, it wasn't, you know, an official time lap mm-hmm. or a hot lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max was ahead of Norris. Norris, who he started to try to get heat into his tires. He overspun the rear tires, started to slide. At that moment, Norris was trying to zoom past him. Max pulled directly into his uh, racing line, quote unquote mm-hmm. racing line, because he wasn't racing. Could have been an ugly crash. Norris uh, pulled off onto the grass and was able to go around, but could have affected his his time after. It just seems and there was only a reprimand, no penalty. I don't think it was it was supposed to be a penalty for, uh, for me. Yeah, because he wasn't doing anything on purpose. I think the only reason he went into his line was because he lost the car. <laughs> Considering the conditions, you can easily lose the car. Also. Um, uh, granted, there's a gentleman's agreement that they're not supposed to pass each other uh, or impede each other. Um, well, the, well, at the beginning of that, that's that's part of the law. I'm talking about like if you're in line to go and do your hot lap, especially mm-hmm. in Q3 where there's less cars. Um, there's a gentleman agreement between the drivers. It's not part of the official mm-hmm. form rules that you don't pass each other. You just let people, you know, warm up the tires and go. Um, obviously, Lando wanted to go, so it was just one of those things where it happened. It just so happened that. Max Verstappen was trying to warm up his tires, and he and the car just went. And at that same time, Lando Norris, like a millisecond before, wanted to just pass him because he was taking too long. Because maybe his tires were already warm. It was just one of those things where it's just like a, a series of unfortunate circumstances just come together. It was a coincidence. A reprimand is fine. I don't think he should have been penalized. Ruben, you're on the same page. So what? You you're on the same page that you don't think he should have been reprimanded or yeah, you yeah. penalized, just a reprimand. Yeah, just a reprimand. Hey, hey, please, you know, look out for this. I'm in agreement only because there was no accident. Of course, mm-hmm. if there was, an, there accident, was an accident, then yes. Yeah, you need to move. And then because it wasn't a hot lap, like mm-hmm. as you said. So aside from that, so Sebastian Vettel, this is last time racing at his unanimous favorite track, uh, Suzuka. Mm-hmm. Ninth place qualifying, made it all the way to Q3. Pushed as hard as he could. What do you guys think? I think it was the hair. The hair. <laughs> <laughs> Not good for him. Like he, he's because I think he won a title here too. No, it was a title. This title, uh, his first title yes. was here. So yes, it's he a, did. it's a good place for him. He liked, he liked racing here. He's won this place, you know, this race a couple of times. It's, it's cool to leave on a high note, especially when we knew he wasn't going to win the race, but yeah. at least he qualifies he was very high. Respectful of it. Yes. No, he. Listen, he he loves this track. So the fact that he can put in a lap like that, that car is super slow. Um, it's in seventh. The, the only reason they're in seventh place and actually fighting with Alfa Romeo for six is because Vettel has actually been driving very well this entire season because we all know Lance Stroll is mostly off then on. 32 to 13, yeah. Vettel Stroll. So the only reason that Aston Martin, considering how horrible that car is is even fighting for sixth place with Alfa Romeo is because of Sebastian Vettel and um, it just shows that he's actually still pretty decent driver and he shouldn't be retiring but you know he makes that choice and it is what it is to the tail of the tape Max Verstappen pole possession Charles Leclerc second place they were separated by one one hundredth of a second 
That uh, Ferrari single lap pace is pretty good. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but it. What? So Carlos Sainz was. Point five point zero five five seconds, fifty five thousandths of a second behind Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. So I just I'll, before you said anything, I just want to. Yeah, no, I mean the the Ferrari, when it comes to qualifying, especially in the hands of Mister Leclerc, man Charlie, signs too. Nine poles, bro. Anyways, nine poles. Okay, okay. not sixteen. Okay, sounds like a dirty, <laughs> sounds like a dirty move. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that Ferrari's quick over one lap, but we can see that clearly. And the and the Red Bull has pulled out is a lot faster. Is it uh, three and a half tenths later? Well, I'm talking Sergio about Sergio Perez. Well, no, no, no. Well, I'm not talking about qualifying. I'm talking about qualifying pace. Okay. The Ferrari is a formidable car, but in the race, it's not even close to what the Red Bull can do. And I think that the only reason. Uh, a Red Bull can be up there with the Ferrari over one lap is because of Max Verstappen's driving. Max Verstappen is, but he's a, this year's on another level. So yeah, four, on, fourth place, level. Sergio Perez on the second row with Carlos Sainz. That's about Ocon fifth. Fifth. Look who's behind him. Lewis Hamilton sixth. That's the third row. Fernando Alonso and George Russell seventh and eighth. Ninth and tenth, like we talked about. Ninth is Sebastian Vettel, and tenth is Lando Norris. Besides all that drama that's going on and Alpine with their drivers, that car's pretty good. It's good. It sucks because yeah. it's a good car. It's a it really sucks good for, car. It sucks that we didn't see a better time from Alonso, but Alonso during qualifying was doing awesome timing. Yeah, he was doing. He was putting up well, good laps. The rain. It was. A, it was a weird qual. Another weird qualifying. Mm-hmm. So. The, the race and there is so much to talk about with this race so let's start i guess going through and i guess congratulations are in order and we're going to work backwards congratulations are in order max verstappen crowned world champion we knew that this was a possibility he needed to can you also hit the other one played yourself congratulations you played yourself that's for the fia because <laughs> the way it was handled yeah they just are t- there's i saw this comment on reddit oh. and i was like yo there's so it's so appropriate there's some intern that works for sky sports or liberty media that had a montage ready of all the races and all the wins this year just like they did for lewis hamilton right all the races and all the stuff that this year oh and then ending with the cha- that person never got the, the ability to push the button and play that thing they had it ready, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, congratulations are in order for Max Verstappen. Uh, it was academic at this point. No matter how badly it was handled, it was just a matter of time, right? Yeah, but it, but that's the whole thing. That's what kills it. It's just like we already knew that Max was going to win the world championship. And somehow, it was weird. Somehow, I had to show like some kind of controversy. Again, on it. again. <laughs> Again, yeah. it, it was fine. All right, we we get why it was weird last year. Yes, but this should be very straightforward. Why was it weird again? It doesn't. It's like when you want to get these. Champ, it doesn't feel like he won the championship. It like because you want to get the big celebration, you want to see it on TV. You know, you want to see this. You know, you want to see. You want to feel like somebody won something big. And the fact that it happened this way was like, 
yeah, he's a deserving champion. He'd but it was weird. just weird. So, all right. So I, I want to take one step back. And maybe I should have gone through the race first. So what happened was what start happened? of the race, second lap, cars were just going off track. I'm sorry. First lap, cars yeah. were going off track. There was just all kinds of... I'll call it mayhem due to the wet weather and just how slippery it was. Race was red flagged for like hours, hour and a half. It, it was like an hour and 50 minutes. It, it, it called for full wet tires. To start. To start. Nobody wanted to go on the wet tires because the wet tires suck. <laughs> so everybody went on intermediates to start the race. And they just had your plane. And they knew that the weather was going to get worse. So that is the cause of all of that. Uh, so, but what's the, all right? Maybe I'll ask this later on. So that red flag period then led up to the TV time restriction, which meant that the full race couldn't be had. And if you recall back in spot last year, we had partial points given out mm -hmm. because of the weather situation. However, nobody clarified during the race until way after that because the race was restarted and we were able to finish the race racing, mm -hmm. that full points are awarded, uh, partial point, points are only awarded if the race is not able to restart. So if you recall back to Spa, they called that race. They were like, that's it. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do this. It finished under red flag conditions. Correct. That's the If it finishes under red flag conditions, you get partial points. Mm -hmm. If you don't finish under the red flag meaning yellow or green, then you get full points. But it also has to be a, a certain distance of, of the race up no, to go through. No, no. Uh -huh. So exactly. Yes. So Crofty and uh, Jason Button. So it was now even more weird, the ending. The whole time, oh, it's only going to be partial points. Yeah. They, they're they under this points column because they're at this lap. And Max is pushing so that he could get to uh, whatever race distance so he could get more points. And it, none, of that fuck, none of that mattered because none of that was true. Jeez. And that led into a lot of the confusion. Yeah, so what I thought was that they were going to get, because they did like half a race, they were going to be like half, half the points awarded, something like that no. we're talking about. Nope. Which nobody could qualify, uh, clarify. Partial, again, if it finishes under red flag conditions, if I, yeah, you again. yourself. If it finishes under red flag conditions, you get half the points. If, partial points. Partial points. Whatever they deem necessary. Who knows at this point? Because it's never. No, there's a table clear. depending on how many laps. Okay, whatever. Yeah, so that's what I thought, because they did like 28 laps. It's about half of the distance of the it race. It seems like gonna... nobody knew. Um, Can we call the FIA? They're probably not going to yeah. know either. <laughs> now, if it finishes under yellow or green flag, you got four points. Doesn't matter how long the race is, you got four points. That's super confusing. Right. And then beyond that, so we, talked, we were talking about how Max's championship was weird. We knew coming in, Max needed to get full points, full 25 points, and the fastest lap to be clear ahead of Leclerc, who in second place would have been one point within, if he didn't get the fastest lap, would have been mm -hmm. one point within keeping this whole thing alive, say Max DNFs the whole rest of the season. That was in play until the last chicane of the whole race in which Leclerc goes off, off track, unable to, to slow down due to the wet conditions, no, you know, no fault of his own. Goes off track, gains a literally lasting advantage. Since it was the last corner, it's a lasting advantage. 
Uh, then and pushes Perez and, off a little bit. And pushes Perez off the track as he oh, the race over, impeding him pretty much. Yeah, and then after the race, literally during the podium ceremony, it's determined that. It's, it's, no, they during the interviews. They were doing the interviews, yes. And Leclerc had it, but then the, I think right there was announced. That's so when it flashed on the top of the TV. <laughs> and they switched mics between him and Checo Perez. Okay, Checo. Dumbest, that was like the dumbest. But wait, wait. While they're switching mics and they start interviewing Checo, now they realize that Max won the championship. The, the, oh, uh, Max, whoever, I forget who was. Oh, oh Herbert. I guess I'm getting, yeah. Oh, I guess I'm getting Checo now, not Leclerc. That, that, that's how it, like dude, you can tell their just, own guy it was I think the first question was asked and answered and then when he was about to, oh Max get back over here I think up. he was interviewing Leclerc no he never, no, got, no, to he never got to him he never said Leclerc was next but at the same time oh, right. they told Perez to go up and then yeah. Herbert was like oh I guess I'm getting Checo now okay it's Leclerc it's Checo well, you got a five grade piss. Uh, Leclerc got a five, uh, five second right then, then he oh, called Max back. Well, Max world champion Max, oh, Max come, come over back, here come back. like what a, a, uh, Again, super <laughs> weird, super awkward. I think, what is it? Ma- I guess Max Verstappen invites these situations. In. What? What? I So the FIA has its thumbprint all over this whole weekend, all over this whole, between the cost cap. Congratulations. You played yourself. Between the cost cap, this whole debacle with the points and... Max actually winning the championship and that penalty at the last lap and then safety, which we haven't even talked about. We're an hour and we haven't even talked about it. Complete disaster. Um, It's one of those things where just just swallow the whistle. Don't say anything until next week. Don't give him the penalty. At least let the people at home watch. Oh, my God, he won the championship. They could the right way. They couldn't even do that. And then when they're supposed to up, uh, award a penalty, they don't. Unt- it, it's like, meaning Singapore, <laughs> dude. F- the FIA, it, it's literally the worst governing body. Well, okay, FIFA still exists. <laughs> it's the second worst governing body in all of sports. It is just, it's a mess, and they need to get their act together. Uh, anything else to say about Max? Second championship. This was inevitable, so it's hard to really fault the guy. Congrats to Max. Yeah, you played yourself. Um, <laughs> all right, so race results. Max won the Max won the race as a result of the penalty. Checo Perez got second place as a result of the penalty. Yep, good job by Checo. Great job to keep the pr- so. That, yes. So I'm going to be upfront. That is a literal result of Checo keeping the pressure on Charles Leclerc that that happened. Uh, it doesn't happen otherwise, and. Uh, you know, great, great job by Checo of being that number two driver and just keeping the pressure on everybody else. And also, you know, saying what Yancy was uh, mentioned earlier regarding the, the the rebel car in the race pace, Checo was pretty much pushing Charles. He, he was for a bunch of laps, and Charles was also defending very well because he, he did not get through. Yeah, yeah. The, the Ferrari fell off at, at times; it fell off big time. So Charles Leclerc third place, Esteban Ocon fourth place, ahead of both Mercedes, ahead of Lewis Hamilton in fifth, Sebastian Vettel in sixth, Fernando Alonso in seventh, George Russell in eighth, ninth, Nicholas Latifi his first points of the season. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Lando Norris in 10th. With a cold, by the way. With a cold. Okay. So, 
nothing else to say about the uh, the whole thing, correct? About Max Verstappen and uh, no, nah, his his party was was tarnished. <laughs> so, safety car lap one, huge outcry from all the drivers from the safety class safety car into the red flag situation in which there was a tractor with a crane on track. Uh, we saw video of Pierre Gasly coming very, very close to this tractor before noticing and reacting very angrily. We saw him reacting angrily during the red flag period uh, to his team. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm going to stop right there. What do you guys think of the reaction? Gasly's reaction? On uh, Gasly's reaction or the FIA's? The FIA's involvement and the race director's involvement and having a, a tractor on. It keeps showing, it keep, they keep showing us that they, they adjustments need to be made on the, on the safety, on the way safe, you know. Adjustments? Dude, they, they need to like <laughs> revamp the entire thing. Okay, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, adjustments <laughs> means that you got to tweak things here and there. They got to revamp this entire thing. This is not working. This is the second time that happens in Suzuka, by the way. And the first time that happened, a driver actually ran into the tractor and 10 months later passed away from those injuries, mm -hmm. being Jules Bianchi. Jules why, father why is there a tractor? Not on, I'm not talking about on the side of the track. I'm talking about why is there a tractor on the track when it's raining heavily and you still have F1 cars out there? Why is that? So yeah, and then Gazoo's reaction definitely warrants. No, and the justification is uh, right before he passed, the red flag was thrown. So he had a little, he had no time to react. We can't see. And then on top of that, because what gets you, what's get, what gets me even more upset wasn't that that ha obviously it's upsetting to see that happen. Is the cover up afterwards? Not only by the FIA, by the press, but yeah. also by by by, by Sky Sports, by Sky Sports, yeah, Sky Sports, and, and like yeah. brushing it off like it never happened. No, because. I think maybe let's 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 give them. They did not see at that right away. They did not see the replay for that because all we saw was the Rolex sign on front of the car when he was just driving. That he can't see, he can't see, he can't see. So we was. I don't think anybody saw the replay because we didn't have a number. No, they they showed it during the. Uh, they yeah. showed it during the red flag period. They pulled in. They put. Pu he pulled into the pits. Mm -hmm. They changed his wing. Mm -hmm. At this point, I think he was thirty nine seconds behind the pack that was that was already yeah. He was 39 seconds behind the, the last car. On the, he on started the from the pits. No, I no. Well, listen. It was on lap one, didn't he? Huh? It was on lap one. Mm -hmm. He hit the Rolex sign, damaged his wing. He pits to change his front wing. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. He pits to change his front wing. At that point, the red flag or the safety car is thrown because mayhem happens, right? The safety car is thrown. He's going. They, they're going around at this point when he when they change his front wing and he has to get back on track. That's when the truck is. On. That's when the. That's when they called. The, they called the red flag. He's just leaving the pits. They call the red flag. He's speeding just just to try to catch up with the pack. As uh, that's why he. I guess they didn't. He didn't see that there was a red flag or something like that. And. And that trend, like just between that period, this is another coincidence that's happened that's happening on this track again. Between that that time, um, he's just trying to catch up. He's going full full blown speed. They put the tractor out for some, you know, prematurely before they even call the red flag, because all the cars were passing it, 
and uh, during that transgression, that's when that, that red flag was called. That's why he's going so fast. And all of this shit happens, right? I, I'm, it's very confusing. I yeah, think. yeah. No, because I thought... Because everything happened all at the same time. I thought the, tra the tractor was heading towards science. But Gasly passes the tractor, you know, and picks up the, the Rolex sign as he goes. No, no, no. no, no. He picked that up the Rolex before. sign way before that. Gotcha, okay, okay. So, so that, that goes reason, where you're saying right now with the wing. The reason why his wing that means was damaged. So what happens is like the, the, the safety car picks up all the cars, obviously. Mm -hmm. They're bunched up. By the time they're around the track, by the time Gasly gets out after his front wing change, he's 39 seconds behind, behind the last car. But before he can even leave the pits, or as he's leaving the pits, they put the tractor out. But the tractor was out before they called the ref flag. The ref flag, yeah. So that's why he's speeding. So He's speeding past this thing, and he there's no ref flag. So let me ask you guys a question. Do you think that Gasly bears any responsibility? No. no. So knowing that there's a safety car on track, you're still driving full speed. I think I think that's a mistake on his part. I think that the way the FIA handled it is wrong. With mm -hmm. him. But I think that speeding while there's a safety car, you don't know where the accident is because you're a driver, you're in your zone. Speeding while there's a safety car should not happen because you don't know where it is. I think that, that, that yeah, I, some, some responsibility falls on you, but more on your pit wall. No, to tell you that here's the thing. because your yeah. job is like pretty much like always is catch up to the safety but car a thing that on, the, on your thing that no that's a safety, safety car yeah car. but but Before when you're so said red flag it said safety yeah but, but when you're knew, so far from the pack he already knew that the safety car was ahead of him that's what i'm saying like when you're so and far from the pack last. do you know where the, the accident is his pit wall he, does he does because he just hit it <laughs> could be on you know what I'm saying, though? I understand what you guys are saying but no. i think that he bears some responsibility for yes. driving slowly so we saw carlos signs spin Back onto the track. This guy could have gotten T-ball. Everybody could have fucking everybody freaking hit him. Everybody could have hit him. Yeah. But he was third. I don't know where he is on track. Why would I speak? That that to me is guys, you should know you should know better. That's why However, I say mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that what the that what the race director did with putting that truck on the yeah. on the track is correct either. So that's why I say it bears. Especially when not all the cars are collected. Collected. You, I think you have to wait for all the cars to be collected. Meaning bunch up. Bunched correct. up, yeah. Okay, correct. Because then, then you know that they're going at the speed of the safety car. Yes. You know they're not going any faster or any slower. They're going at the speed of, of the safety car. The issue was that. The okay. issue was. We'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> the issue was that Glassley was the only car that wasn't collected. So, so he's just trying to catch up. So that now you just like hear like a little light when I now go back to Italy in Monza. I was against having the tractor even with the safety car. Like mm -hmm. you, you shouldn't have an you know of that mind there. But you're you're saying hey no, once they get to the area where the accident happened, the safety car even slows down even more. Norris almost hit that tractor, right? Yes, in Monza. But now to go back to this track. But that is the normal thing to, that a dri the drivers do. That's why I say they speed up to catch. They speed up to catch the safety car, yeah. but. His pit wall should have been on and saying, "Hey, hey, wait a minute! In this lap, this is what the action is." But I, that's I, the point. There's no system in place. And the ref flag obviously was thrown as he was about to pass the track. The too. point is, there's no system in place telling any other drivers or any of the pit bull what. And wait, mm -hmm. in what sector? There's a tractor or there's anything going on. But your pit wall, the, it's able the, to tell. That's him. the point. That's the the point. pit wall does not they know, know either, so they, they can't know. tell him. 
No. They don't know that there's a tractor. They don't have. No, they don't know that there's a car on the track. They do know what the incident is. They know where the car is. They don't don't know know that there's a tractor. tractor Gotcha, gotcha. The tractors don't have a transponder like the F1 car. No, I don't think. I don't even think. Location. Let's say down down the line, the FI probably has no control of the tractor either. Down the line, yeah, of course. No, they're probably just a local contractor. They just hey, when they need a tractor, let's go. But somebody, meaning they have to be a system in place to tell him, okay. Until you get no, the no, signal from no, no. us, the system in place is don't put a tractor on the. I know, but meaning, but until you get the signal from the directors, is when you go on the track. You don't move this tractor until you get a signal from, from whatever from the main office. Yeah, uh, you know nothing's there that we know of that they get a signal or not. The, probably, the guy's probably doing his job. <laughs> he just picked the wrong time to do it. I think. Listen, we can go back and forth on what the solution is. The bottom line is that this happened. Ten years ago, I think it was with Jules Bianchi. Yes, but why is it even coming close to happening again? No, 2014. 2014. Why is it even coming close to happening again? Yeah, and and then you give this guy a penalty. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) they literally try to sweep it under the rug. Like, oh, it was Gasly's fault. It wasn't his fault, but he was also in the wrong. They should give them. They should give themselves a penalty first. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Congratulations. What, you played yourself. What they did was... I, listen, Gasly has his faults, but at the end of the day, if something happens, you need to be able to take accountability. And what the FIA did was saying it was purely Gasly's fault because he was speeding, and they took no blame on themselves until... Everybody was in an uproar for it. So Checo was the one that informed his engineer that there's a tractor on the track while they're Whoa. being collected by the safety car. Carlos Sainz also came up. Lando Norris tweeted during the red flag session that there should not be a tractor on the on the uh, on the track. That's Jules, how serious. Jules Bianchi's dad also tweeted something. Jules Bianchi's dad also tweeted that they've learned nothing from Jules's death. And uh, that it's a disgrace, you know, whatever. To to paraphrasing, yeah, paraphrasing what he said. Uh, Should not be happening. So it's recent memory, man. So I, I already mentioned they had the safe. They had a tractor on track in Monza. Norris almost hit it. Uh, Boras was on the track. I, was that Monza too? Like towards the end of the straight? No, it wasn't Monza. Towards the end of the straight, Boras was on the track for like two laps. They didn't call a safety car. Was uh, Azerbaijan thing, man? No, that was this like a, a couple of races ago. Gotcha. Uh, Azerbaijan last year, Max mm-hmm. and Stroll were on the track after their tires went out and they didn't call a safety car. We see multiple times this season that they've delayed to call safety cars for laps at a time mm-hmm. while cars are flying at racing speeds. Uh, just in general, the FIA is not concerned about the driver's safety. Let me put it this way. American Racing Series, being NASCAR and IndyCar, get heavily criticized for throwing too many uh, red flags when an incident happens, or safety car periods when an incident happens. I think, yeah, it may seem like a joke, but the reason why they do that is because stuff like this shouldn't happen. There's no hesitation when somebody crashes. Throw the safety car right away. And I know it looks like, oh, they're manipulating the race. No, because this is the type of stuff that could happen when you delay throwing a safety car out there. The cars have to slow down. 
We see it even during a virtual safety car period that drivers have a way of gaming the system and going a little bit faster when it's supposed mm-hmm. to neutralize the, the Delta. Yeah. You can't trust the drivers because if one driver is trying to take advantage of it, the next driver is going to do it because everybody else is doing it. It has to be a solid, no, you can't do this, or yes, you can do this. If not, they're going to take liberties. Same thing with track limits. If you don't police track limits, they're going to take their liberties and they're going to find the fastest way around the, around the track, even if it's outside of the track. It's a safety issue. This is not because you're, you're trying to game the system. Or anything. It's a safety issue. Throw the safety car out there if something happens. The virtual safety car, I think, does no good to the racing either. It's either a safety car or not. Clear, clear the area. Yeah, and go. I, I agree with. There's you. no, there's no point to this. This is just stupid. It's, it's literally getting to the point of stupidity, and things like this are going to keep happening, and hopefully nobody dies because of it. Sad that you're saying hopefully, but uh, that is the truth. But that is the case. That is the truth of the matter. We've been seeing it. It's a matter of changing the culture. You know, again, oh, we're not the same as the American thing. Change the culture because honestly. Somebody's somebody else is gonna pass away, man, and that 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 really sucks if, if that happens. We've been seeing this. Uh, we're approaching what episode 100 next week. We've been saying it literally for 100 episodes that they need to figure out their safety procedures. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the safety aspect or unsafe aspect of this whole thing? So, I do want to talk about the midfield. With the fourth and seventh from Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso, uh, they have as they Alpine has been Alpine Renault has been able to leapfrog again the McLaren Mercedes that Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo who finished tenth and eleventh drive. They are now Alpine's now at one hundred and forty three to McLaren's one hundred and thirty. Wow! I don't it sucks for McLaren. I don't see them coming back from this. The Alpine is too strong. The drivers are too strong. Ricardo definitely sucks. <laughs> and both cars retired last week and they're still up. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Both drivers are in form. The car is clearly better than the McLaren. Um... It gotta be. It gotta be. It gotta be a, a double DNF again or something for McLaren to get back into the game. And uh, Ricardo's obviously not driving well. Norris is a consistent point scorer, but he's not placing in the fourth or fifth spot. He's like six, seven, eight. So, yeah. Sebastian Vettel's sixth place grants them grants Aston Martin eight points. So I'm gonna read it off: Alfa Romeo fifty-two, Aston Martin forty-five, Haas thirty-four. Hmm. So Aston Martin is now eleven points clear. Thanks to Sebastian Vettel, they were only three points clear. Mm-hmm. And they are now only seven points away from and hunting down. Passing Alfa Romeo, who right now, uh, right now, think about it. Um, Aston Martin had a sixth and an eighth in Singapore. They just got another sixth here. They're closing fast on Alfa Romeo getting towards that sixth place That's in the Constructors' crazy. Championship. Because Alfa Romeo just has not scored but one point since. And Canada. the car has gotten Alfa Romeo gets worse as the year goes on. Yeah. It's happened, yes. it happened last year, too. Yeah. And it happened the year before. They get off to a decent start, 
and then they just they don't die. develop. Actually, they do develop. They, they do they, develop, but nothing they works. A lot of stuff. Joe, when you got the fast lap, yay! <laughs> Considering the conditions, but yeah. come on, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> like that counts for much. Haas and uh, AlphaTauri remain tied at uh, 34 points, so we'll see who uh, gets eighth place there. That about wraps. What a freaking weekend, huh? Yo, they did a battle between Ocon and, and Hamilton, too. Ocon and Hamilton, Vettel and I just and thought about Alonso. that right now, yeah. How about, can I, did you guys listen to the international feed of the race? No. Yeah. With Jensen Button and Crofty? Yeah. Can we just keep Jensen Button? He was amazing, I thought. Like, he would, he made some, like, calls, like, I remember specifically, he was like, you guys gotta, gotta pit now, etc. based on the condition of track, and when Alonso pitted, he was like, oh, it's a lap too late. And what happens at the end? Sebastian Vettel and Alonso fighting it out. Where yeah. Alonso, if he had more time, would have easily been clear. It, it was just a G the whole time. No, and and, and he, should, he he spoke something about that. The Alonso was supposed to saying the same thing about the lap that he, it was a lap too late, yeah. but he showed that he just got so much better. Yeah, and he made a lap faster. Yeah. Whenever they put X one uh, X F one drivers in there, especially world champions, more recent ones, more recent ones, I think that it just ups the quality of what we're hearing on TV as far as like analysis of the race. Nico Rosberg does the same thing. Uh Jensen Bunn has definitely done the same thing. And Palmer on the uh on the normal on, feed. Yes, on the F1 feed. As well. mm-hmm. So I mean uh it's a lot of insight that we usually don't get uh as you know I wish we had Sky Sport. I mean maybe Wellington will understand because he's uh, you know Hello. I wish we had the Sky Sport feed though. Because this is the reason why I switched to the F1 feed. Because we had the, I had the, I was watching in my room first the international feed. And the international the, that's the sky feed. feed. Sky, that's yeah, yeah. Feed. But when you're watching this international feed, especially doing the the rain out thing, they were not showing the same thing that. Oh no, was the, what they're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to. Yeah, that's true. So that that's why I switched back to the F1 feed, and I guess I missed out on better than doing actual race. <laughs> yeah. After I fast forward the delay. Anything else, boys? <laughs> you didn't get up on time? No. <laughs> Guys, uh, make sure to follow us at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to leave a comment, like, subscribe on our uh, podcast platform, on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah. Uh, next week, no race. The American Grand Prix, U.S. Grand Prix, October 23rd. Coda. Coming home, baby. Yeah. Coming home. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's about all I got, boys. So, it's not race week. See you guys next Monday. Peace. Peace.